the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What does it mean to abide in Christ? How do you even do that? Well, we'll talk about that today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us. Be encouraged. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard, this is Truth For Today. Hi there. Welcome to our time today in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. What does it mean to abide in Christ? We're looking at the final scene, if you will. John chapters 14, 15, and 16, 17. It's here that Jesus gives final encouragement and praise for his disciples and us. He gives us some real encouragement in what it means to abide in him. And that's what we're looking at today here in John 15. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's program. Being connected to the vine doesn't change your life. And we bought that in American Christianity. You don't have to change. And you'll feel comfortable. Application. Jesus Christ is the true vine or source of life. He that hath the Son hath the life. And so, if he is the source of life, um, the big issue will, does that life ever get through us? Does it ever show up? Two, people who have been connected with Christ without his life will be cut off. You can run around with us. You can be associated. I've had people in this church that were deacons. Uh, They were Sunday school teachers that I'm not sure they're in heaven. I'm absolutely not sure. Uh, They they threw the life to the wind. The profession was authentic, but their end was drastic. Maybe they're saved. I hope they are. Um, Can you be in contact with Christ like Judas and ultimately be lost? Can you be in contact with the church like Demas and ultimately be lost? Can you be in the church at Laodicea and ultimately be spit out? Can you be at the church of Ephesus and ultimately abandon your first love? How can that happen? They quit abiding, they quit communing. They, they quit following. Look at, uh, look back at John 6 to show you when Christ is giving this teaching, they experience things like this. In John 6, he fed the 5,000. He teaches on uh, the bread from heaven. And uh, this is pretty heavy teaching for these men to take in. But then in John 6, 
Verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Verse 66. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Judas, you walked with me up to within 24 hours of my crucifixion, and you're a devil. And none of the other men know it. Can we be fooled? You've been in association with me, but you've never been in an abiding relationship. You've never derived your life from me. What about the crowd that says, uh, uh, Lord, you know, well, uh, just a moment here. Um, we cast out devils in your name. Did they? Sure, they did. They do it in India. I've had Indian believers tell me, said, you guys claim everything, the power of God. Our fakers in India can cast out demons. They can walk on fire. Doesn't mean God's used. What, what about Judas? He was out there with the 70 when they were healing the sick, casting out demons and all. And, and Jesus said, some of these guys are going to come up to me and I'm going to say, the tree is known by its fruit. And they start saying, Lord, Lord, we know your name. Matter of fact, we'll fight. Let's see, Lord, Lord. We, we probably say, Adonai, Elohim, Jehovah. See, we're theologically astute. And so are the rabbis. They knew the scriptures. They knew what day they shouldn't crucify a man on. Because according to the law, he shouldn't be hanging on a tree on a Sabbath. When you're killing God, you need to be scriptural. You can be full of scripture and be in apostasy. You can be full of church and going away from the living God. You can preach every Sunday and be backslid in your heart. He's warning. Abide. I'm in you. You're in me. My word's in you. You're, remain in contact. Don't stray. Don't break connection. Do nothing on your side to get away from me. I'm everything you must have to make it. Know that. I'm not just the beginning. I'm for the whole journey. Don't just say, I'm saved, and I'm satisfied, and I ain't going any further. Oh, honey, wake up. God didn't save you to just sit down and become a statue. He saved you to use you, to change you, and he wants to manifest his life through you, not just for you to say, I got mine, and I'm sitting down, and if anything, I'll be critical of the church. You're critical because you're not bearing any fruit. You're probably an unbeliever if you stay that way long. You cannot. Here's the question. Hear me. Can you be a fruitless Christian and be a Christian? Matthew 7. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. Oh, and there's another one. I can see it in your face. You, you turn, turn over there. Look, look at for, uh, Matthew 13. Are you there? I'm listening to paper. 
Turn off that iPad by George. Go to the first century church. Uh, Matthew 13. Jesus tells the parable of the soils. The disciples don't know what it means, like most of us don't. And so they get along with Jesus, and he has to unpack what he taught them. He tells the same parable in Mark 4. Watch this. Verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Now, I face this every week. Some of you are along the path hearers, and by the time the one o'clock game comes on, you will have forgotten what you heard because the devil will see to it. And unless God intervenes, you will perish because I can't turn on the lights for you. Only God can. Then he goes on. As for what was sown in rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. We would say he lost his salvation. He never had it. It was an emotional, quick response. And as soon as a little trouble came, in the first century, they went back to temple, the book of Hebrews. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. We count numbers too quick. The book of Acts, they didn't count them when they professed faith. They counted them when they baptized them. Will you get baptized? Oh, no. I don't want to get baptized. Because in other cultures, it's very scary. may cost you your life. At least cost you your job. And if you're Jewish, they put you out of the family tree. Moist Rosen, his father, put him out of the family inheritance and out of the family tree when he professed faith. Baptism was costly. Watch this now. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. And we say, oh, well, that's just a worldly Christian. No, they, they became unfruitful. Now watch. Here's the fourth soil. You ready? As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Different degrees of fruitfulness But I propose to say there is no such thing as a barren Christian. Why? The vine's life must show up in your life or you're not in connection. You are not in union. You mean you can know Christ and never own him. You can know Christ and never say, I'm a Christian. One of the fruits that, that comes with knowing Christ is claiming him, knowing him, of being willing to suffer for him. Or none of the character of Christ comes through my life. I'm still a thief. I'm still a blasphemer. I'm still a drunk. 
I'm still a, I'm a still a, I'm a still a. Wait, wait, wait. When did the life of the vine ever become your life? I am the vine. You are the branches. I'm going to put my life through you, and the manifestation of my life will be fruit. Fruit is manifestation of life. Are you united to the life, Christ? We can look for his fruit. No fruit, no life. Oh, some may have be a hundredfold Christian. Maybe a J. Hudson Taylor or some great man of the faith, a Moody or whatever. Wonderful. Some of us 60, some 30. But there's never a place in Scripture that portrays the righteous as fruitless and barren. The wicked are always seen as barren. The righteous man is like a tree planted by the waters. He bears his fruit in his season, but the wicked are not so, but are like the chaff blown by the wind. God's child cannot be chaff because he has been connected to a life source. You can associate with his vine, but it will become evident in time that you're his or not. And when he cuts you off, and when he burns you up, you will know, even if you're self-deceived, I'm not in the vine. Our Father prunes all believers. Four, abide and remain in contact with Christ so that you may bear fruit. What is the fruit? Witness, owning Christ, fruit of the Spirit, praise, service, change, character, many results. Many, the word fruit is used of many things, but we are never said to be barren. Never. We may lapse. We may have those struggles. We may have those periods of temptation and learning like Peter and the disciples and the failure that hit them shortly after this upper room experience. But that was just a brief period. Brief was restored and God began to bear his fruit through them. Uh, abiding means much fruit. No abiding, no fruit. Nothing of worth will be done. And that is an awesome concept when he says, without me you can do nothing. And, and a lot of the wicked seem to be doing quite a bit. Tweeters just made billionaires out of people. Tweeters just made how many millionaires in a day? I think it was 116 in a day. Man, I want to say tweeter, tweeter. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a tweeter fan. 116 millionaires in a day. You'd be amazed, most of them are under the age of 30. Boy, if you could just manage them. You make it, we'll manage it. But he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know what, that's what's wrong with some of you? You think you can do everything without him. You never considered the vine. Or once you make it. I had a man one time, we were talking about giving God the glory, and he, he just stated, well, I'll tell you, I made it. God didn't make it, I made it. Well, when he lost everything, I don't know where God was, but he lost it. 
This independence. Don't get independent on me, disciples. I can make it. You can't make it. This is a divine life. This is not the Marlboro man. This is a dependent people. My only connection to life is Jesus. You know what it reminds me of? It's one of those old Flash Gordon movies. Did anybody ever see Flash? Yeah, you're, you're old. You're looking at there. Uh, but, but you remember it, what used to be fascinating to me is when they went down those diving bells. Even when we used to go over to Playland, to go down in that tank, that was scary. But, you know, they, they'd have these diving suits. In those days, they were, I mean, man, they were so ugly, and they're doing all this. But what was always scary, you know, the octopus or something was always going for the air hose. You remember? Come on. Trying to mess up flash, you know. It's hard to stay down there without a connection to air. Christ is saying, I'm going back to heaven. Stay in contact. I'm the source of the air. I'm the source of supply. I'm telling you, make it your business to stay in touch. I'm giving you prayer. I'm giving you joy. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Stay in touch with heaven, for you can't get anything done that's worth spit without abiding in me. And the spit is not in the Greek. Fruitless branches are headed for destruction. Verse 6. No fruit, get ready for the fire. Abiding in Christ and his word, abiding in you leads to effectual praying. We'll pick it up next week in that. But when you are bearing fruit and praying, three results happen. First, it brings glory to God. It gives him honor and recognition. Two, you will bear much fruit by abiding and remaining in contact with your source of life, by constant communion and dependence. And thirdly, this is very interesting. Verse 8, look at what verse 8 says, fruit does. Are you there? By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Well, you don't need to do anything to be a disciple of Christ. You mean fruit never has to show up? Well, you're adding to salvation. No, I'm not. Part of my salvation is it bears fruit. Bears fruit. Let me ask you, is there any fruit in your life that you belong to Christ? Young people, you watch yourselves. You're young. And the devil always lays his best traps for youth. Because you haven't lived long enough to know the pain of consequences. As older adults, you see these scars over here? You see this? Let me show you this one. No. Uh, well, we made some wrong choices. All of us coming along. But the devil never shows you consequences. He only shows you pleasure. You need it. You need it. You, you get it free. How many of you found out it ain't free? You got to pay. The wages of sin cost. 
Well, I, I, well, all he showed me is how much pleasure. I, you know, I want instant gratification. You may get it, but you will have long-term pain. What you did in a night may cost you the rest of your life. You know what? You can go out on cocaine in one night. You can do an overdose one night. One night, you can father a child. And the rest of your life, trying to hide your identity and have children around. All I did is one night, she was too good looking to give it up. Yet, did you ever realize what that night may bring? Oh, the devil didn't show me that. He just showed me, let the good times roll. Come on, baby, let me thrill your soul. And everybody that listened to the KDIA said, yes, sir. Let the good times roll. Well, I'm going to tell you some bad times are coming. Bad times are coming. What you need is to get a permanent life source that brings joy, that brings peace, that gives you. He said, I'll hang a little key in your life. Uh, I think it's clean. Uh, that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang a key in your life. And, and, and what's that, Lord? Anytime you need help, just grab the phone. Lord, this is me. I'm asking in your name. Give me what I need. I'll be on the other end. I'll be on the other end. Abide in me. My word abide in you. And you will manifest as my fruit and my life. It's manifested through your mouth, your mind, your manners, your walk, your talk. They'll know he's been, he must have got connected to the vine. He's acting like someone we've never seen. Oh, you see, I'm living on another source. I'm feasting on the manna that comes from above. I believe it is the description for every believer, not just of an elite group, There's the abiding Christian, and there's the fruitless, carnal Christian. Nothing. No. I don't think that, I don't think he had any of those categories in his mind here. He's saying, I got a false professor that's gone back. I got 11 men that are going to go on. They're going to have some temporary failure, but in time, my fruit will be born through them. My fruit will be born through them. Well, I hope you're abiding. Unless you're abiding, you're perishing. I would tell you today, it's as simple as taking Jesus Christ into your heart and believing that he died in your place and that you admit, I'm barren. I don't have the life of God. I'm joyless. I'm not right, but I want God's life. What do I have to do? You must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And you will get joined to this vine forever. And then he'll just tell you, stay in constant contact. We used to sing a song, how did it go? Uh, Oh, uh, it was something like uh, drawing nigh to God. And someone said, if God doesn't feel near you, guess who moved? Guess who moved? He never runs from his people. We just quit clinging to and abide
And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you, to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. As we close things out, I do want to turn things over to our executive producer just for a moment. Here's Chuck Ladabadir. Hello, Truth For Today listeners. My name is Chuck Ladabodier, and I've been the executive producer of Truth For Today since we've been on the air in 1996. There are a couple of needs I'd like to make you aware of. The first one is a prayer need. Our dear Pastor Phil had throat surgery recently, and the healing process has not gone as smoothly or as quickly as we'd hoped. And so we're asking you to remember, Pastor Phil, in your prayers, that God would bring healing to his voice, that he might continue to proclaim the gospel using the tools that God gave him, his voice. The second need is a financial need. Because we haven't been able to do our fundraiser, there is a financial need. And we continue to proclaim the gospel and we, because we believe that God's using it to build up the body of Christ, to encourage the saints, and to challenge those who don't know him, and to offer hope to those who are in need of hope. We want to continue doing that because we believe that God's word will never return void. That's what he said. So we're asking you to partner with us at this time. After you've met your financial obligation at your local church, consider making a special gift to Truth For Today this year that we might continue to proclaim the truth for today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Year-end donations are always welcome. One-time gifts, monthly gifts, large, small, it all makes a difference. Reach out to us. Your tax-deductible donation can be sent to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You can also donate online, valleybible.org, or call 855-833-9864, 855-833-9864. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. Today.